Everybody wants to be a superhero at some point in their lives. It's a common fact. X-ray vision, super speed, it just sounds so amazing, right? Having powers, saving people? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is all stupidly overrated. When people say they want to be superheroes, they just like the idea of it. But let's be honest, how many normal people would be willing to fly into a burning building in nothing but spandex without a second thought? Or see a supervillain and not pee a little because he's got a giant plasma gun and your plan is to punch him in the face until he leaves? Sure, people want to be superheroes, but not everyone can handle it. But for the few who can, this little audio diary of sorts is for you. Some people are born heroes. Some people are made heroes. Then there are the poor saps, like myself, who were at the wrong place at the right time and decided they could help. So listen closely, kitties. This is the Hero's Guide. Made for heroes, by heroes. You mean going months without a job and moving back in with my mother did not improve my look? You wound me, Benjamin. Yeah, who knew the horrors of the modern world? You need me to add to your tab? Don't need one. I got a fat $20 bill burning a hole in my pocket. And where'd you get that from? A friend. You mean you blackmailed Ollie? Same difference. <laughs> I'm supposed to be clocking out, but if you hurry, I guess I can wait up here to ring you up at the register. If you're up for it, we can grab some pizza from Ab Caesar after. Only if it's your treat. Naturally. Hurry up before my stomach cannibalizes itself. Aye, aye, Captain. Ah, uh, Ben. Good old Ben. I can always count on him. Known him since high school. Me, Ollie, and Ivy wreaking havoc, and him trying to mediate whatever nonsense we managed to cook up. We were like the three musketeers, and he was our d'Artagnan. As for the job thing, it's not like I haven't been trying to find a job, but I'm always not the right fit or overqualified. Like, dude, my degree in graphic design does not make me overqualified to run a cash register. Just hire me, please. I have to pay off student loans. And I'd die before getting a pay-by-commission job. My mom is being as patient as she can, but I doubt she wants her 23-year-old kid still in her attic. I wonder if Benny could score me a job here. Being a grocery store clerk, Charlotte, over here. Hello? Charlotte, approach us, please. Who's there? 
I glance up and down the aisle and find no one, but the voice, the voice doesn't stop. Charlotte, I request an audience with you. All I wanted to do was go to the store and buy milk and a bag of chips, and now I'm stuck in a horror movie starring Casper, the disembodied voice, and it probably wants to eat my face or something. I know how these movies end for people like me, and I am not about to die. So I try to run. The operative word being try. Something is keeping me from moving. It feels like there's a white cloud fogging up my head, and my organs have somehow been replaced with bricks. I struggle against the weight, but the more I fight it, the more it feels like something is keeping me in place. Is this what it feels like to get possessed? My feet start moving on their own. I've become one of those little carpenter ants from Brazil that get taken over by that zombie mushroom. Have I eaten any mushrooms lately? I'm definitely gonna get my face eaten. The mini-mart becomes a dizzying labyrinth. Whatever's taken over my brain funnels me through the aisles, but the further I walk, the quieter the voice in my head becomes until the voices and nausea become a faint buzzing in the back of my head. I blink a few times and the white spots clear from my eyes. I find myself standing face to face with marshmallows. Charlotte, down here. Approach, approach. We've been waiting ever so patiently. No need to panic, Charlie. You're just losing your mind. We can promise you, you are not. Who are you? Where are you? We are Iris. We do not wish to harm you. You're a talking marshmallow. God, maybe I really have just lost my mind under the crushing emotional stress. Maybe I need to listen to my mom and go see a therapist. Fast one, aren't you? Like a damn mirage, the jumbo pack disappears. In its place appears a single, smooth, milky white stone. It pulses too, like a heartbeat, and with each beat it rises higher and higher off of the shelf. I get this sense that it's staring at me. This marshmallow that turned into a rock. This thing with no face, just radiating an aura of irritation. I... <laughs> I stand corrected. You are a talking rock. Because that's normal. Because I'm definitely still sane. We do not wish to. I drop my basket and instinctively grab Iris from the place they're suspending themselves in the air as I book it to an area in the back labeled employees only. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what the sound of screaming and destruction means. The store was under attack. Normally, public places have super spots for this kind of thing. You know, underground bunkers for when the building collapses. But it would take too long to find it. This spot will have to do. I slam through the door and hide behind some boxes near the front, occasionally peeking through the tiny round window. What are you doing? We must help them. Help them how? I don't have a death wish. You are a super, are you not? No, no, I am not. Why does it even matter? We see. You must put us back then. If you are not super, then you are of no use to us. Hey now! Just because I'm not a super doesn't mean I'm useless. We did not say you are useless. You're just of no use to us. But then again, some form of special blood must flow through you if you are able to hear our call. Special 
blood? What what is that even? Bring me the godstone. Give it to me now and you may live. Now, I'm used to someone else's mind in mine, as my mother is telepathic. But this, this is rough. Violent, even. This is your only warning. Fane demands it. When my mother enters my mind, she's gentle, carefully pulling down any mental barriers and trying not to break any walls. This voice is painful. It punches through everything, stabbing holes in the layers and breaking through the walls. It doesn't care if it snaps my mind. It just wants to shove its way into my head whether I like it or not. Last chance, little creator. I will come for you myself if I must. And then the voice is gone, as quickly as it came. Lot, Charlotte, are you all right? Yeah. What was that? We need to move. It's not safe here. You can get me to a super later. Uh, how about I try escaping alive first? Then we can see about dumping you off on some other poor soul. I'm gonna try the emergency exit. Crap, something's coming. I retreat back behind more boxes, just as an employee's pink shirt slams so hard against the window, it blows the door off its hinges. Some enormous thing towers over whoever it has, gripped by the neck in its claws. Freeze! I, I don't have it! I, I don't know what you're asking for! Help me! Then? Why isn't he at the super spot? He should be at the super spot! He... His body is flung into the room. From where I'm hiding, I can see that his neck is broken. But I don't think that's what killed him. He... His eyes are sunken in. And his skin, now gray and cracked, is pulled tight against his face and limbs, teeth bared like a fleshless skull. His fingers are thin and bony. His entire body looks as though it's had all the meat sucked out of it. His clothes pool around him. That's not Ben. There was no way this is Ben. It's not. It's not. It can't be. We were talking like 20 minutes ago. The, the Ben that has that one dimple that always shows, no matter if he's smiling or not. The Ben who's had a crush on Ivy since middle school and looks like he has literal hearts in his eyes when she speaks. Ben who snores like a freight train, especially after a long shift. That's the Ben I know, and this isn't him. Not this husk. Please don't let him be this husk. Please. Thanatos? No, not Thanatos. Cold, but never cruel. Who's Thanatos? And what the hell kind of monster can do this? We have changed our mind. We must stay and fight. Merge with us. I... What? Ben is dead! My friend is dead! We don't have time for- We know. We feel the pain of lost one, but that's why you must. I feel a burning sensation, and open my left hand to look down at it. The skin of my palm had twisted itself around Iris, burying them into my hand. The process didn't hurt, exactly, but a weird tingling buzzed where we were merged. 
It's like the entirety of my body just shifted. I feel light, yet heavy, and my senses have become heightened to the point where I can see everything and nothing all at once. Like I'm floating on cloud nine and sinking into the earth. But at the same time, these thoughts don't feel like mine alone. And this feeling, it's intense, but still familiar, easy. It is done, Charlotte Rhodes. You and we have become us. Us and we are Legion. My name is Legion. For we are many. I snap out of my trance as a large, abstract creature comes barely into the room. Its shadowy form constantly shifting and swirling like it's made of smoke and ash. Parts of it shudder and sway, gleaming like armor, and imposing claws curl from its hands. In the center of its chest is an off-gray gemstone, tiny and glowing. It looks like it's trying to fight its way out. I can hear it, weeping, in pain, wailing, trying to wiggle free from the beast. Help us. Please help us. Help us. Definitely not Thanatos. Remember what I said about people wanting to be a hero but not actually being capable of it? Well... I'm one of those people. The monster barrels toward me, and in the moment of truth, I freeze in fear, my heart pounding in my ears. There's a burning sensation in my palm where Iris is, trying to melt the ice that keeps me stuck in place, but I can't process anything except fear until I feel myself being tugged out of place. Move, idiot! I'm dragged out of the way just as the monster slashes at the boxes. A giant wave of decay washes over the room, vertigo gaining hold of me as monstrous claws sink into the floor where I had just been. My momentum knocks me into a set of shelves, which... This way! We are not yet strong enough to even attempt to fight. The stone doesn't have to tell me twice, even if it is getting on my nerves. Find your way to the front, Charlotte. I'm going as fast as I can! What are you doing back here? Civilians are supposed to evacuate when there's an attack. The super spot's up front. I, uh... Finally, a competent human. Run, quickly, before it gets loose. Get to the super spot, now! Too late. Hi, Hero, and thank you for listening to this episode of Hero's Guide Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, because as always, our cast and crew work exceptionally hard for you. This episode of Hero's Guide was written by Heidi Reese, Justine Maturay, Amber Holtz, and Seth. The part of Charlie was played by Ada. The part of Ben was played by Josh. The part of Rhea was played by Allison. The part of Morpheus was played by Eric. And the part of Iris was played by Lee. Musical composition and performances by Benny James, Sebastian Hale, Alex Schillinger, with audio editing by Josh and Virix. Hero's Guide Podcast is a proud member of the Goose Thunder Network, created by Diaries. Please support us by liking, following, and sharing this podcast. Thank you.